0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Off The Dome Radio. My name is Colin Slager, and always alongside with me, Tim Allersmeyer. Uh, Today, episode 45, we got one jam-packed for you. So I bring up a few interesting things in the current events. Uh, Starting off with uh, one of the top things, actually number one on the list, not to do. Uh, It was before going on a run, but this can be applied for uh, something you should not do ever before uh, your exercise. Uh, Then I bring up a little update on Uber and the economy. The other episode, we talked about Uber's IPO. I said I was going to ask a good buddy of mine, Jonathan Frankovich. Uh, He's really smart in the economic world, so he gave an update on that. I do quote that uh, in this one. And then, uh, unfortunately, we do... Uh, talk about the Sri Lanka bombings and, and how uh, devastating that is. Uh, that just happened this past Easter Sunday. Uh, Tim, what did uh, you bring to the current event table, brother?
1: Yeah, episode 45, the Michael Jordan baseball episode. Oh, That was his number baseball, yeah. He said, what? Yeah, number 45. Uh, yeah, baseball so- bat
0: get this guy a tennis racket <laughs> sorry space jam <laughs> add two.
1: yeah so the uh, the current events uh, Fortnite players are being banned for cheating we kind of get into that Uh-oh. why that took place it's getting real uh, we also talk about Airbnb's new investment in this new hospitality startup called Lyric uh, we'll explain how it's gonna compete with Airbnb and hotels kind of a cool concept
0: They play new company We'll get into it. They play great music while you go to the bathroom.
1: (laughs) Slager, what else we get into?
0: Uh, So we get into some real-life situations. Uh, Mine kind of covers don't go based off the scenarios or the movies that you play in your head because you think someone or something is happening a certain way. Uh, Don't go to resentment. Just ask what's going on. If there's anything you need to know or can do to help, don't go to resentment mode off fake movies you play. When that hasn't even happened and may never happen before. Uh, Tim, you hit us with a good real life today too.
1: Yeah, so I've been journaling a little bit about different time management strategies. I'm going to talk about two new ones that I've implemented into my day that have made a huge difference that anybody can try. I'm going to talk about them.
0: Anyone can do it. Anyone. Then, uh, as always, we end with book talk. So I, I finished one. Finish one of the four that I'm in the middle of right now. Uh, When God Writes Your Love Story. Uh, I talk about just a few uh, big hitting key points that that I thought ended the book really well, really strong, uh, that stuck with me uh, and helped give us a little more, a little few more thoughts come to the end of the episode. Uh, Tim, book talk. I really liked yours a lot too.
1: Yeah, so I'm going to talk about an article out of a book I read called Managing Oneself by Peter Drucker. And we talk about the most effective way of communicating with someone and how people fall into two different types of groups of communicating. We're going to talk about how to use that to your advantage when presenting information to people and communicating effectively. So I'm excited for you guys to hear this one. Enjoy it. Episode 45, Michael Jordan Baseball.
0: Tim, how's the week been so far, man? I know we're only a couple days in here. It's been well, good. Day, day and change, I guess.
1: Yeah, coming off a good Easter weekend. Spent some great time with the family up in Fort Wayne. Caught up with some good friends in Warsaw. Nice. I was about to ask what you did for,
0: for the Easter mm-hmm. weekend.
1: Yeah, we watched a hockey game in Fort Wayne on Friday. Okay. Golfed on Saturday at Notre Dame's course with one of my high school teammates, John Schramm, and then went to church Sunday morning of my uncles are pastors. So it was a huge, oh,
0: cross, how do know
1: that family splitting decision? Who's church? Who's Sunday morning service? Easter service? Do we go to? Because they were both giving the sermon. Yeah, ended up going <laughs> Holy Cross, Uncle Tom's church. So Uncle
0: Tom
1: yeah. won it. Yeah, and then we had the whole extended family gathered at the the school nice. that afternoon and had lunch.
0: Nice, good weekend. How how big is your entire family? So,
1: my dad's times. parents, my grandparents had six kids. Wow. And each of them had, like, at least two or three. And then, those kids are having kids now, too, because that's wow. the next year. Dude, it's a big family. Yeah. Not even everyone comes anymore, because everyone is settled down and lives somewhere else in the country. Sure. Yeah. But,
0: no, it's a good time. It's good. good. Yeah, glad you had a good time. Mm-hmm. What about you? Man, I didn't do shit. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, let's see. Hung out with some folks on Friday. Uh... Didn't do much. Drove home late at like, I don't know, midnight. Didn't really drink. Uh, I don't think I drank at all this. No, I did have a cocktail for Jesus yesterday. Good. Sunday. Sorry. Good. So, yeah, I did, did have a cocktail for Jesus. Um, no, man, Saturday, got a lift in with one of my docs that I work with. He's been wanting to work on his, his deadlift and squat form. So, uh, we did some deadlifts on Saturday because his back's been bothering him. And even... Even yesterday, I was like, hey, brother, how's your back holding up? He's like, dude, it feels great. So I think we get some more proper work in, in his low back. I think he'll start to feel some change. So we were doing that. That was fun, kind of workshopping that with, with my doc and stuff. And because I'm both of them, I've told you, like they're, they're homies, but I'd, I spend just naturally a little more time with one um, due to our schedules. Sometimes we have similar gaps in the day. We'll treat each other. So, you know, we shoot it and uh yeah they're they're brothers to me man so it's it's cool he even joined me in the sauna he's like how long are you usually sauna i'm like ah, during the weekday mornings <clears throat> 15 20 minutes tops if i have the time and uh, i was like weekends if i'm taking my time i go for a strong 30 he goes Phew, man i'm not gonna hang that long i was like hey that's cool and uh so yeah did that saturday um yeah that was that was a highlight for the weekend that was a good time yeah
1: Good, good staff bonding
0: there. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That's good. And
1: uh, whenever you can hang out with employees outside of work, you know you have a good relationship. Oh, them, for
0: sure. So. And I'll, I'll play guitar and uh, hang out with my other doc too. So, good. Uh, yeah, found, found a unicorn, no doubt. And uh, yeah, I love them like family. But uh, let's see, Saturday night. Oh, hung out by myself. I read, did some things. Yeah, thrilling 25 year old weekend here. I finished a book. This weekend, dude. That's uh, enriching. uh, I I cooked. I cooked to get me through to Wednesday. That's always the goal. I like my stuff fresher than not, so I cook through Wednesday. Then Wednesday night, I have a half day, cook through to Friday, get me through the rest of the week. Just like that. I love it. So, yeah, I didn't have a because I would have gone home for Easter, um, but we're going up there this weekend. Yes, we're going on tour again, road tour. Numero dos for Off the Dome Radio, so we will be uh, uh, helping you guys follow along with that on the Instagram. Pay attention to the story, where we're going to be headed, wait. who we're talking to. We got—I'm I- I'm popping a cherry for Tim here on on, on a certain activity, uh, his first fl- first floating session. Uh, so if you've seen like the float tanks, the pods, we're going to do a float on Saturday. Fun and interesting interview going to come that day as well. So uh, yeah, we're hitting the road again. But uh, I told my mom I was like, I'll be up next weekend, uh, and I'm gone the weekend after that too. So I don't want don't want to be gone three weekends in a row. And my brother wasn't able to make it. If he was going to go, I'd have been a little more inclined as well, just because I like seeing him and stuff. And uh, but it's all good. They had a great time with the family up there, and <coughs> I, I was productive, relaxed, and quiet here. Finished a book. About time. I'm. I was in four, now I'm only in three, so I'm, now I'm going rapid fire. It's time to just knock these out. Which means more book talk for the show. A lot I more love book it. talk. Let's get nerdy with it. And uh, So yeah, oh, bought my brother Joe Rogan tickets. Oh yeah, that'll be good. For, for his birthday. You should come, Tim. Chicago? Come, come to Chicago. So June 7th? June 7th, 8 p.m., UIC Pavilion
1: Road. I'm so mad that Joe I missed Rogan. him the first time he was here in Indianapolis. I know, Apple. that's West. why I'm telling you now. I wasn't a big fan of him yet. So yeah, now I'll look into it.
0: I think, my, I think my buddy Jonathan, who I'm going to quote on the show, Franco, might be looking for a second as well. Maybe a little double up action. Just <laughs> saying. We got uh, some good seats. Let's do it. Got some good seats. Yeah, I'll look into it. Uh, it should work. I don't really
1: have anything. I did
0: use SeatGeek promo code McAfee. Promo code
1: Tank as well. Pardon my tank.
0: Oh, promo tank. <laughs> but I
1: used that one too because I, I think I've already used the Tank one.
0: Oh, yeah. So first SeatGeek uh, usage and used... McAfee, so maybe I'll tweet at him. Maybe I'll listen to the show. Promo code OTD. <laughs> but Promo code Dome. <laughs> That's
1: a good one. All right, uh, yeah, ready let's, to get in the show? Yeah, let, let's get into it. Yeah, so glad we were able to recap our Easter weekends. Be thankful for your family. We, we sure are. So even All when right. they piss you off. Yeah. Uh, so got some good current events today. Uh, the first one, we're going to the Fortnite world, the esports Ooh. world. Esports is obviously becoming a huge thing in the United States and everywhere else. Um so I think this is some pretty big news. So the f- people
0: f- invest in esports teams. Oh, it's, it's Like big. people have they own teams. There are owners of video game teams. Yeah. It's, like it's it's crazy.
1: Yeah, it's getting to the point where I don't I don't know if it already is, could be, will be or in the future will be on the same level as actual sports. It's it's I, definitely moving in that direction if it isn't already. I agree I with you. I, I agree just, with you. Yeah. For sure, but the Fortnite World Cup was going on, and (laughs) this was like the this was the first week of the tournament, like online only. And this 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 so they ran into some trouble, so they banned Fortnite. Fortnite banned twelve hundred accounts during the first week,
0: ooh,
1: for a variety of different reasons. So most of them received like a two week ban.
0: Ugly avatars.
1: Yeah, for bypassing. I don't know the specifics of Fortnite. I don't play all, at, at all. But two week ban for over eleven hundred of them for bypassing regional restrictions and trying to play in multiple areas. <laughs> and I think this was done. I mean,
0: people people have. This is just humorous to me. I apologize. I, I know
1: people make their own cheating software. I know there's cheating software out there that Fortnite saw or like somehow caught them. Um, others forty eight were banned for account sharing. Um, so and th- this was the one I liked the best. So there's a 72 hour competitive va- competitive ban for one gamer who disconnected intentionally from the game to avoid a loss on his record.
0: <laughs> hey, you can be a good winner, be a good loser. No one likes to lose, but it's I thought, Fortnite.
1: I don't know. It gives, I thought you automatically got a loss if you disconnected. I thought you did too, but I guess in Fortnite you don't. So he did that to avoid a loss for his record. They
0: should. They should do something else. So like if you can obviously track that, you should get a different type of mark on your record like hey, this certain emblem or star and the number next to it, that logo means hey, he'll back out if he's about to lose to avoid public the loss shame. and this is how many times he's done it. Yeah. Public, yes, public shame. Absolutely public shame. I like that. Because this shit happens. Look, I don't play Fortnite either. Do what you want. Like if you're making money playing video games, hey man, to a lot of people, mm-hmm. you won the jackpot. Like you you get to hang out at home, be in, in your underwear, and just play video games, and get paid. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like, look, if you gotta cheat for that shit, it's like, A, you need to be better at the game. Just be better, because you're mm-hmm. not good enough that you need to cheat. Or two, maybe that's not what you're supposed to be doing. If you need to cheat to get to the top. And look, look how well it worked out for you. You think Fortnite isn't, Fa- like uh, they're not intricate enough to catch some some stuff like this. Like, come on.
1: Yeah, I compare like, I compare this to drug testing. How many How many sports. people like eat, over eat drug testing
0: over twelve hundred people couldn't get uh, away with cheating. Yeah, you're not even good at cheating, let alone the actual game. Yeah, like I, it might be time to find something else. Like, who? What's that one dude's name? Ninja. Who's mm-hmm. like the greatest of all time or whatever? Yeah, the
1: LeBron of Fortnite.
0: Yeah, he doesn't need to cheat. He's yeah. he's meant to play Fortnite. Hey, you know? maybe if
1: you use that energy to cheat towards actually getting better at the game, you might actually have won. Honestly, oh, got him! Boom. Yeah, but dude, I think, I like
0: that. That I was really well said.
1: I think it's interesting. I'd be interested to know like the technology behind them C- catching these people for cheating or picking up yeah. software. It's like it's like drug. Like I said before, it's like drug testing, e drug testing. I,
0: I'd be well. Don't cheat. I don't know, dude. I, I feel like there's a lot of people that probably doing weed, you think? And or coke, you never know.
1: No, I'm talking about like scanning for cheating software is like scanning for drugs in actual sports. Ah. It's the esports version of drug testing. Okay, now I'm with you. <laughs> Cuz no, there are yeah, people East- there are people that like I was reading comments on this article I was writing. And there's people in there typing like, "Hey, I'm a I'm a player that the uses cheating software that I created myself. Like there's people actually admitting this in the comments, like anonymous people. Can I just asking for it?
0: Yeah. Like
1: these people, like.
0: Ugh. Thank you to the honest Fortnite players. Yeah. Who are actually genuinely talented.
1: Yeah, like what about the people that actually, because the, there are 125,000 people in this game. You context.
0: know what? What about the people who are doing it honestly? These same people are probably gonna pay for their kids to go to college. <laughs> later in life they're gonna they're gonna do that damn it michelle from full house you've ruined the nation yeah that that that's who these people are same category okay settled but i would like to see like how they were cheating like not the software i want to see what they were doing that gave them the advantage like was it a better gun right from the start Mm -hmm. was it you know did you somehow get like a tank i don't know i don't play Something called
1: aim bots you ever heard of those
0: Oh, so it's like auto aim, pretty much. That's one of that's
1: another form. I was looking at different ways people cheat. That's one of them I read. Huh. Like the it like automatic automated targeting. Like, okay. Like there's some there's things I like think that's that
0: I think that's built in like Call of Duty, maybe not multiplayer, but mm-hmm. you release left trigger and you engage. Yeah, it in.
1: there's got to be some like a, a form of that. I'd be interested to also know like what like from Fortnite Fortnite's visibility, how they actually catch this, like how they scanned it, how they found it, because you know they have
0: that's got to be some, some crazy of coding, tech, right? yeah. And maybe seeing gameplay, like that's irregular. Mm -hmm. And then maybe they talk to a coder like, hey, what's going on behind this? Because this doesn't look like it should be happening this way. Mm -hmm. And maybe they, I'm just throwing it out there, could be like when you're the operator in the matrix. You just see the lines and the green numbers and they're like, oh, got them.
1: I would love to see a video portrayal of that. That's that center. The the people behind these computers like six like, screens. Yeah, like these control centers, like this dude in like some like white lab coat with like black frame glasses, just he's got his hands out ready to just press on the key. This person's cheating. Like
0: the, the tight strict uh black leather gloves and, <laughs> and to where you hear them squeak they're so clean. Yeah. swivel chair. Yeah.
1: Well at the end of the day, I hope these people like, learn from learn for their mistakes that the band teaches them. So, we'll man,
0: see. just be better. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. What, do you, be got, what do you got for your... Uh, yeah, so, oddly enough, so we talk, um, well, I guess, I think I've brought up, I'm good at making things up, uh, that I think I've talked about, static stretching before exercise. No go. No go. I tell this to my patients on the daily. Like Define
1: static stretching again so, for the audience. Uh,
0: yes, thank you. Uh, long Holds on your stretches when you bend over touch your toes for 30 minute 30 seconds Uh when you're doing You know a butterfly stretch for however many seconds when you're stretching a, a quad or You know your your biceps wh- whatever it is you're doing a long hold you're not actively moving To work that muscle so what you do when you static stretch you do a few things You want you send a relaxation signal to your nervous system and to the muscle to like, Hey, we're not going to do work. It's time to relax. You're lengthening that muscle as long as it can go as well. Longer. I'm sorry. Longer than it should because you haven't stretched enough for it to be properly lengthened. That's why you're stretching. You need it longer. It is tight. Think of rubber band and then think when you tie a knot in it and then pull it together. You have a shorter rubber band. People get adhesions, um, scar tissue very much in the same way. Uh, so you might feel quote unquote knots in maybe a calf It's very common for a runner to have a gastroc or a soleus really tighten up um, I had those worked out when I was running in high school uh, So you're you're taking a muscle To a, a longer length than it's really supposed to go You're sending a relaxation signal not uh, a signal of doing work And then you're going to add load on top of that before exercise So I'm not going to stretch my bicep uh, my biceps muscles and tendons as long as they can go for you know a couple minutes before I go do a bicep curl. That's not what it. I just asked it to do. If I if I want it to properly warm up, I do. I have a set of primers that I do before each type of lift.
1: Okay, like so. Uh, so I, I
0: guess from uh,
1: like so.
0: A- you want more of a dynamic type of warm up. So something where. You're doing active work where you are loading the muscle. So I do something, I actually took it from uh, Mind Pump, great podcast, go check it out. It's called the Rolling Lizard. So before I do anything leg-related, whether it's uh, warming up my uh, legs for uh, squats or deadlifts, um, anything, even if it's a lunge, uh, I, I want to make sure I'm adequately warm and that I feel I've done work with my legs that my legs have felt stress. So I want them to be primed to take excessive load and force, because I'm going to ask it to do a lot. Okay. So same thing with I have certain motions for my shoulder and uh, t spine rotation and mobility that I will do before doing shoulder exercises. Same thing for arms or chest. You know, it. I do a few warm up sets still. Once I get under the weight, I do light. I get it warm. I'm still priming I'm like hey we're about to do more work you're going to get heavier load Uh, so you want to send the proper signal before doing the proper work so you can really hurt yourself uh, quite easily doing static stretching before say this article was a long run this was was from uh, men's health and runner's world as well Uh, top five worst things to do before a run the first one was static stretching and so uh I'm actually amazed that when I ran cross-country and played basketball in high school that I never pulled anything. We lived for static stretching. Lived for it. I mean, we do like a a jog around the soccer field, a few warm-up things here and there, and then we'd static stretch before running seven, eight miles or before running sprints up and down the basketball court where you're jumping, you're exploding, you're doing very um, subtle stop-and-go movements, uh, lateral, transverse plane, all these different areas of motion uh, so I'm amazed that I didn't see or experience as many injuries as I maybe should have uh, so dynamic you know if you see someone doing like the skip and then the the knee out they do the external rotation and they're going back in and they do the, the skip you'll see runners do that that's a dynamic warm-up uh, something like even body weight squats dynamic warm-up now you're actually getting ready to do the work so that can warm up hamstrings quads your external hip rotators the glutes, everything.
1: Okay. I don't want to lose people with the primer term you're talking about. Yeah. So when you're talking about primers, what you said something I can't remember what you said.
0: You're just getting the that particular muscle group ready to do work.
1: Based on the, the you said something based on the motion of what you're gonna be using for. Yes. Yeah, so well like so, something say, that can be say you're gonna like do like an umbrella statement for everything. Like that's that's easy to understand, like a simple concept that people can take for whatever specific primer they're An doing.
0: exercise for your exercise. Okay. Not a stretch for your exercise. You that's want an exercise like, for your exercise.
1: That's not too overbearing on the muscle.
0: Right. that You're doing right. You just want to. It's a warm up. Okay. It's a warm up. Someone might walk on the treadmill. Okay. For five minutes before doing X, Y, Z.
1: What about? So I talked with Tanner Balazs about this exact concept, uh-huh. and he he talks about how, like he 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 brought up the rubber band thing that you were talking about. Mm. How if you haven't used a rubber band in a while and you just pull at it, it's probably going to break.
0: Mm-hmm. It'll snap.
1: So he says a smart thing to do is just any type of like cardio like he said cuz whenever before I lift I always shoot a basketball for like 5 to 10 minutes and I like do like yeah. hard I do like hard cuts or, or do basketball moves that require not a huge amount of strength but some type of strength that uses all of my body in a specific way right says, but you're yeah, not but doing
0: hard cuts right out the gate as soon as you walk right. in right you're, you're running around getting the ball getting rebounds first
1: yeah and i'm warming up my body like the type of cut i would do at the end of my 15 minute shoot around is different than what i would do in the first minute exactly so, exactly so that. just kind of recapping what you said
0: yes i know sometimes it. i get on a on a quick tangent i feel like i and it makes sense, it makes sense to me that. i
1: just want to make sure that i ask yeah. i frame so, it in a way that's understandable
0: I, I, yeah i do apologize because i this is what I do. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, 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 for sure. Partially. So, cool. uh, yeah, I feel like I did go a little fast there. But it's, you want to just warm yourself up properly.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So, walking or a bike, sure, that's good. It also depends on what you're about to work. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I'm not going to warm up my bicep by really walking on the treadmill. You know, that's still good. Mm-hmm. Just, yeah, walk. Walking is good. Do a couple light sets. You know, if you usually do your, uh, say, a seated bicep curl. Say you do them at 50, uh, start at 20. It's going to be super light for you. It's not going to do a thing. But you will feel the blood start to move to your arms. It's what you want. Uh, Then do a set at 35. You know, and maybe your first one is like 10 to 12. Maybe the second one is 10. And then start your working sets. Ease in your working sets. If you're like, yeah, I, I usually end at like three reps of 50. All right, then once after you did 35, go go up to 40. Then 45, then 50. Then if you're really feeling good, do two or three at 55. Don't go to failure. Uh, just depending how you're feeling, but what, what you're working to. So it's, you know, if you're going to go on a long run, do, you know, do, do maybe some lunges. Bodyweight lunges, bodyweight squats, do like maybe a half mile, mile warm-up depending on your experience level and what you're training for. But yeah, don't do long uh, stretching holds before exercise.
1: Makes sense. All right.
0: That's, I, I, that's think, I think I've beat that to death.
1: <laughs> no, I think that's a valuable thing and I can work on that myself more. Like I know I, I warm up, but… Yeah. I like what you said about the primers, like doing the motion that you're exactly the, that you're going to be doing for the actual thing yeah. at a lighter pace. And, and if you're sense.
0: like, oh, but I'm, I'm crunched on time. Well, don't skip your priming. Yeah. If you're crunched on time, something else has to go. Because once you start to speed through a workout and you skip the necessary things, you get hurt. Mm-hmm. Then you get mad about it. Gotcha. So, All right. What else you got? Good.
1: Um, so <clears throat> I want to talk about a big investment that Airbnb just made in, right. in a new startup. Uh, so Airbnb is leading the charge in a $160 million funding round for this new hospitality startup, Lyric. So there was like a round of four or five big invest- investors that did that, uh-huh. total of $160 million. Um, and Airbnb was just the, the leader in that okay. investment. And the company after that funding is now $185 million total in funding. So the company, it's called Lyric, um, <clears throat> it's this company, so it's the same type of have you ever heard of the company WeWork? So they, re- they yeah. rent out an office space yeah, for yeah. people, like a whole floor in a, a building for people to use the space. So Lyric is the same type of thing for hospitality. So what Lyric does is it takes like a like an apartment building and leases a full floor of it, of the same apartment building, and it fills each unit with like Instagram-friendly furnishings. Oh my gosh. Like – local local art and local things the apartment that match like the the area that it is okay so they have they have locations in chicago houston dallas pittsburgh minneapolis philadelphia and new orleans so those are the cities they're in um and the company pretty much makes money it's the difference between the the rent it pays for the lease um and the amount of money they obviously get from their tenants. Mm-hmm. So, like a typical, like average nightly rate is like two hundred and twenty dollars. So okay. you're definitely you're definitely paying like a good amount for a one night stay. But
0: so is it like more luxury then if it's more expensive and an entire floor, or are you just getting the entire floor and your luxury level is like the same?
1: Yeah. So you, I definitely would say you're getting what you're paying for. Okay. Um. Uh, so. First of all, like the advantage of this, I feel like if you're like a, a real estate person who owns like a building yeah, and you just build you just built this new building, like it's a brand new building, like a company like Lyric comes in and just buys an entire floor. Like yeah. that's, that's meeting your occupancy rate after. Cause I mean, I feel like when you first build a building, it's tough to fill all of them. Like you're seeing it with uh, the river house down here in mm-hmm. Broad Ripple, like not all, all of them are, are filled obviously. Right. But Lyric is the type of company that rents out the entire floor, so you get the if you're a real estate person, you get the rooms away quickly by a company called Lyric. And like every apartment, like th- there's advantages. Like every apartment comes with a Casper mattress; it's one of the like premium mattresses. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I have no a, idea like, what pre- that Like <laughs> premium toiletries, just the design of it. If you go to their website, you can see what these rooms look like. They're pretty cool. Uh, local artists and coffee, like the like fully stocked kitchen. Like these are nice like furnished apartments. Yeah. Um, that. I, I went to their website and it's 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 their like mission statement is like a new way to live while you travel. So they're trying to kinda of mix hmm. like the local cities like design, artwork, foods, type of coffee, type of lifestyle and like throw it into this apartment and make it like a cool like apartment that you can like kind of take pictures of. Hmm. Like me, like, candidly reading on this furniture, like...
0: Candidly reading on the furniture, Tim. Yeah. Tim, can you get this shot of me in my in my library? In this cool
1: Dallas-inspired coffee cup with first, this Dallas-inspired coffee. Let me pack my pipe first, Tim. Yeah. So, I, I don't know. I, I think it's a uh, smart business model. I feel like a lot of people would pay for that. People are just traveling around.
0: I was about to ask if you think it's too much.
1: I feel like there's a lot of, like... There's a lot of people, like Instagram influencers, people who just travel all the time. Like young people. Yeah. who, who I mean, they're paying for these type of play, like hotel rooms anyway. Like they got the money for it. I, th- I feel like it's an alternative. Like if people like to Would stay in Would they make hotel- the
0: switch though? The really nice security of a hotel. Really nice hotel. Go up however high. Maybe have a suite. Mm-hmm. You I know? mean, there's
1: advantages to living in a hotel. Like this yeah. feels like you're actually living somewhere.
0: Yeah. Do and
1: you got to ask like if you're a person do you like because people like traveling for different reasons people like the aspect of I like the aspect of a hotel I'd probably pick the hotel over this there's
0: a lot of amenities
1: yeah I like the hotel I just like that I just feel like the customer service is there but that's another thing they say so when you when you get one of these apartments mm-hmm. they have a 24-7 like helpline like text number that you oh, can text oh that's pretty cool so it's not like you like, like,
0: hey I want this type of food where do I go
1: right it's not like an Airbnb where the person is just like a ghost the entire time and it's yeah. kind of like that but this person they have like someone you can text right away And they'll, oh. they'll, I mean it's kind of like the same
0: 24-hour concierge yeah sponsored by Lyric
1: I like that you should you should you do should the commercial for them Dude, but I yeah, think I, I just should. thought this was interesting and in how Airbnb definitely sees the value in it. I wonder why they invested in it in the first place. Maybe to
0: they see the value in this type of real estate buying. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I'm stuck on how to feel about this. Like if I if I think it's a smart business model or not. I
1: mm-hmm.
0: the one side, I think, okay, you're gonna get the people who stick with the Airbnb and then you're always gonna have the people who want the top of the line suite at the hotel, but what about like the upper middle class ish, where it's like, man, this Airbnb is in an okay spot. It looks decent, but I don't want to pay like for a hotel for like six hundred a night, and but I want something a little nicer, you know. So I, I think it's smart for that middle of the road people, you know, mm-hmm. like because you can still pay up the ass for some Airbnbs yeah, but this is like you know you're getting luxury mm-hmm. from what it sounds like yeah. you've described. so yeah. like I, I think I think it can be really good. I think the key is going to be in the marketing mm-hmm. for this. Oh yeah. I think like you Influencer. need to like hit it like right on the bull'seye because someone might be like, this is just the same as another Airbnb only they charge us more. yeah, you're going to fight that too. So I think I think you need to market it to where you build the enticing element of like, hey. This is not for your average, your average everyday worker. This isn't because you're the highest level CEO. This is because you want something just a little nicer than what you already have.
1: Dude, yeah, it's it's just yeah. I, I like I like the way you frame that because you got to somehow we have, we separate you got to you got to separate it from a hotel room you got to separate it from an Airbnb how do you take what those don't have and put it in here yeah.
0: we provide fully furnished rooms with a culture from what you'll see on the streets exactly. we have local artists covering the walls and decor influenced by the city that you're staying in along with a 24-hour concierge welcome to lyric like yeah. they just they need to make sure that it's It's got extra oomph more than Airbnb. Like, they they need to really just give it that "Mm, yeah. Get you some of that.
1: I wonder how new this company is.
0: So, I... I didn't see... I think it's... I really want to... They've only got
1: 900 followers. I really want to keep tabs on
0: this because this is really interesting to me. Um, Yeah. Yeah, I... I'm kind of in the middle right now on how I feel about it.
1: Do you think Airbnb... What if Airbnb just eventually said, "Fuck it, we're just gonna acquire you." Like maybe they want to. Maybe Airbnb wants to see how it does. Like give it a little bump because they because they can see how it does business wise, and then be like, "Hey, you're doing well. Let's just buy you out." I mean, I don't know.
0: That's a lot of money. Yeah. 160 million in funding. And for which round did you say? B. It's the second round. Second round of fun. series B. Yeah a lot of money for just a little interest. But I think you're right. I think they want to see what it does. Mm-hmm. And you never know. They might buy it out. Yeah. How many followers did you say on Instagram? They're
1: very young. Like I think this company just started recently. All right, when, like, we're, when we're done here. Only 863 followers. When we're
0: done here, let's DM them.
1: Yeah, I'm down.
0: Let's do it. Because now's the time to get someone like that. Yeah. And I want to see... I want to see what their their plan was with this yeah and look if Airbnb is thrown that much if they do well if I were them I'd hold out offers like I if people are like hey we want to buy you for 350 million great
1: great <laughs>
0: talk <laughs> to me when you want to buy it for 600 tie- million because look if someone's gonna offer that much money And if you're not exactly sure why yet, even aside from just, oh, it's a great idea. They see something that you might not yet. Just via experience. So whenever someone always gets offered like these crazy hundreds of million dollar ideas, it's like, why would you sell right away? Think about uh, Instagram. What did Instagram sell for? Was it a billion? Yeah. Was it a billion? Yeah. Look Look at what it's gonna be. Why not wait for two or three billion? Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. What what can you get for two or three billion? You can't get for one. But I'm just saying, in in, in retrospect, like someone's going to offer that.
1: Yeah, Art of the Deal in the first what do you think?
0: What do you think it's going to be worth after that? So, nice find. This yeah. is uh this is pretty wild. Yeah. I I'm A- really Andrew, intrigued K- on... Andrew
1: Kitchell is the founder. Okay,
0: I'm yeah. really intrigued on on the model here and see what else they're thinking behind the scenes
1: mm-hmm.
0: yeah so we'll uh yeah, we will keep tabs on that. man that's got my wheels turning now all right so uh i have an update from uh my buddy jonathan who i've referenced on the show before uh super smart with economics i asked him so that day we talked about uber uh with their ipo i said hey we're talking about this what do you think uh, he he, send, he sends this, just money response. He goes, oh, right on, right on. So Uber is interesting because neither are making any money at all, referring to Uber and Lyft. Mm-hmm. Uh, he said they're very similar to the dot-com bubble companies, but their model has become a necessity to upper upper-middle-class lifestyle in cities. So long-term, business model is much needed. The most valuable asset outside of that is their control of data. Uber has Uber Eats, which gives them an edge right now, but both are pressured to raise prices in order to make money. The price raises will backlash because many Americans can afford a $4 to $10 Uber ride to or from work on a rainy day. However, not many at all are trying to do that when you raise it to $15. The tech IPOs, which I haven't done enough research about yet, great great on him for just letting us know he didn't do enough research yet, But plan on it in the coming days is the B2B tech IPOs. These are weathered by economic uh, downtown and affordability. As companies combine and get bigger, these services have relatively inelastic prices and become a crucial part of everyday business life. Um, If these B2B software slash service companies are relatively monopolies, companies will justify hiking in prices for less Inconvenient mishaps with that technology. Uh, and then he sent over a video that we'll attach in the show notes, kind of outline some things um, as well. Uh, he actually referenced WeWork. So this is funny that you bring that up. Said another company that's interesting regarding this arena is WeWork. They claim they're a tech IPO, but they're really just another middleman in real estate. Airbnb, cheap right now, uh, but they don't pay the same taxes as large hotels and won't be able to handle massive liabilities. That are starting to add up from hospitality operations, hmm. um, in this day and age. So wow, that's yeah. a pretty educated analysis. Dude, I,
1: I, it all makes sense. I
0: told you, yeah, it, it makes sense. And when he brought up the inelasticity, I'm like, huh, like I never thought of it in terms like that. Like, and so, I'd be interested
1: to know how much, mo- like, what percentage of the rides at Uber are for work or for
0: necessity? That's an interesting question. Yeah. Yeah. Because like, I know a lot of people that live in Chicago. He's done it before. Yeah. I have other friends that like, oh, I'm late. I missed a train, so I'm Ubering.
1: Yeah, and why did people switch from taxi to Uber in the first place? It was price, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. And so in the video, it talked about that, that how uh, there used to be like in New York, like 17,000 medallions. You need a medallion to be a taxi driver. However many years later, however many millions of people later, now it's down to like 13,000. Mm-hmm. It's like, so, you know, supply and demand, which is interesting. You don't need a medallion to be an Uber or a Lyft driver. Mm -hmm. I don't know the process, but I think you sign up, you slap a sticker in your window, you're fucking good to go. Yeah, (laughs) Like it's, you don't need a a medallion that costs tons and tons of money. Like if you, like 30 years ago, I wish I would have been around to invest in taxi medallions Mm -hmm. and hold them to sell them. Like they're worth tons of money. So yeah, I thought that was interesting on how that would affect uh, the economy, because we talked about the dot-com bubble a few episodes ago, since right now uh, we're having the highest tick in um, tech IPOs since the dot-com crash, which was 2000, 2001-ish, and so that graph, now we're back to even, so people related... When Uber said they wouldn't be profitable with um even the IPO, people talked about is this a second dot com crash. I don't know. Not I mean There are differences. Yeah. There are differences. And You talked about the necessity of it. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I have I still don't... it feels
1: like a necessity it's necessity to me on weekends. <laughs> I mean, but yeah, here no, it's one thing I never thought about, just like people taking it to work, but it's out there. I just never used it for that way. That's a a
0: necessity. There's a time where I've used a taxi instead of an Uber or a Lyft, even. Mm. So like, and it wasn't on a big holiday. It wasn't a a huge concert or anything. We were at like an Indian no, it was concert on a Sunday night. It was like Third Eye Blind. And I was at White River, and Sunday night at like eight or nine. And it was like 80 bucks to get home via Lyft or Uber. Mm -hmm. And this is when I still lived way up on the north side. And from downtown, it was like 75, 80 bucks. Like, what the hell? But the the less drivers, the surge goes up. So when you don't have the drivers, but you have the riders, you get a surge. Uh, So we went up to a taxi driver, like, hey man, to get to here, how much? He goes, ah, about 20 bucks. Done. So there's still times where a taxi is a lot more ideal than an Uber or Lyft.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So that's where I kind of get hung up is there's still that necessity too. You're not always going to have a driver. Yeah. I don't know. I don't. I still don't know what to think about that. I have a couple that I'm stumped on. Yeah. And the Lyric and this I am stumped on yeah. on which way i'm gonna sway yeah
1: well uber needs to figure out a way to either minimize costs whether that means hiring dri- driverless cars and cutting out the the middleman of paying those people or somehow get another revenue stream mm-hmm. oh i know what they can do they can be like everyone else to start a an uber streaming
0: service <laughs> oh god that's the last one i'm gonna buy
1: uber uber credit card i use uber lyft card. more than
0: uber anyway yeah I don't know. That's just my experience. But yeah, so I wanted to give that update. No, thank you for that. Thank uh, you, Franco, as well. Yes, yes. Thank you. Thank you, Franco. I still say Jonathan. I've known him that long. (laughs) Uh, So, yeah, that's an interesting uh, update, but I wanted to make sure I gave that because last time we did talk about uh, doing that. So I said I would reach out to him. Yeah, so I wanted to give that update, make sure I do the things I say I'm going to do. So, uh, yeah, thank you again, Jonathan. Appreciate you, brother. Um, okay, last one, sorry to end on, on the the sad one, uh, the Sri Lanka bombings, um, that, uh, so that happened Easter Sunday, man, and it's like, like, I know bad things happen in the world and they have been happening, but Easter Sunday too, and, uh, that's almost three hundred. And so Sri, uh, like, I had to look it up because I wasn't exactly sure, like, where it was, perhaps. And uh, so it's island, an island off the coast of South Asia. And Middle East
1: area. It's the Middle East. Yeah. Close, so so wise,
0: an island off coast of South Asia. It was in between, I forget which couple of seas, it was in between a couple of oceans. Um, so... Okay, which, which you got there? You pulled up a map.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, no, I, so not not Middle East. Island I off the town. coast
0: of uh, South Asia, and bombings in a church. Uh, it's it's presumed to be a local terrorist group, uh, but they wrote in the articles I read that there was also help via quote uh, international networks. Um, there's also evidence to suggest there might have been uh, a heads up on potential planning of attacks, maybe even 10 days prior, but it didn't appear from what I read again that no actions were taken. If anything has changed since then, uh, please let us know and we can we can uh, restate that. But uh, it seems there was a heads up and... The security and whoever was informed, um, not sure what steps were or were not taken. We weren't there. But the article said that they could have had even up to 10 days prior uh, without action taken. Again, I don't know what decisions were made. But, uh, yeah, there are U.S. citizens. And so far, I've read four U.S. citizens killed as well. Jeez. So, yeah, it's uh, – it's a real bummer that we still have that and on such a holy day. And, I mean, I'm kind of surprised like you are. I figured, you know, not to be stereotypical, but most of these things have been happening like Middle East, Europe-ish. So this, I think, was kind of out of left field, unless I'm kind of under a rock here. But, man, it's like, if you have any sort of heads up, like, I, I know you don't want to close down a church or something, but... Mm-hmm. Man, now you got 300 people that are dead. Yeah, four of them ours. Not not that you know ours are any more valuable of a human life than than the people from Sri Lanka, but it's like, man, what's I don't know what it's gonna take, but do you think there's always just gonna be these? I think there's always gonna be radical groups always until their mission is done, which is kill the infidel, which is anyone who doesn't believe what they believe. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I I think it's a, a cyclical thing.
1: Yeah, it's no, it's it's the devil, man. Devil said he takes his form in terrorism, and it makes me think even more. Just oh like, yeah, the, the fact that this oh, happened. On okay, East, so that this book, happened yeah. on, happened on Easter too. Like, it's, it, I mean, I know terrorism happens year round, but it just doesn't surprise me that this happens on a holy day where people's prime folks. Dude, let's be honest here. Even people who actually don't go to church. Easter weekend is the one weekend where everyone goes to church. So like like, everyone's focused internally like this is a special day. Like I'm going to focus extra hard on how like I can immerse myself within my religion, my God and and be thankful for everything I have. And like terrorist groups, I mean, take I mean, the devil takes his form in terrorist groups. Like it's just it's another distraction to to cause uncertainty and fear in the rest of the world. That's hmm. what terrorism is. It's to cause fear. Fear yeah. is the fear is the devil. So I mean, hearing something like this, even the, at the other side of the world, like I know we live in a safer country overall, but this still gives me like a little sense of fear in my mind, like this mm-hmm. can happen anywhere at any time, and that's the purpose of terrorism. Yeah. It's a form of the devil. So
0: like you don't know, think something like this crosses my mind when I go to a concert or uh Yeah, you know, I'm going to see Joe Rogan soon. <laughs> yeah. You know, like and it, not that it can stop a bombing, but it can stop a lot of other things. This is why a lot of people, I think, are still so pro-Second Amendment rights. Like, you never know what kind of situation you might find yourself in when you need to be prepared, and you might not be. But, uh, yeah, it said, this is from the New York Times, authorities have blamed a little-known radical Islamist group um, for the attacks. So that's kind of as far as we've gotten that with a side of uh, international network assistance. So uh, again, not too many details being being revealed here. I think just as they're coming, uh, I didn't touch much base today to see of any updates um, since the last couple of days. But as we know more, we'll we'll update you guys more. But that's all I had for current events. But that's just that's a sad one, man. Uh 300 people, mm-hmm. and you just, you know, they pro- half of them probably just, hey, we're just going to church. Then we'll come back and do <coughs> our Easter meal.
1: Mm-hmm. Man. Yeah, I mean, things like this, all it is is negative, but the one positive thing you can take away from this is, obviously this can happen to anybody at any time. Tell yeah. the people that you love that you love them
0: today. Ooh, yeah. it's
1: just ne- I mean, you just never know. Be thankful that the people that you that you have are here with you right now live yeah. in the present and tell tell people you love them so yeah man that's that's the first thing one of the first things that always comes to mind whenever i see a shooting or a terrorist attack and i like that i just think about the families who had family members in that church it's like
0: yeah someone's mom, what am dad, i complaining brother, about i still
1: have my family right now so. yeah
0: yeah but, that's a good point yeah but all right uh Anything else for current events sir Tim?
1: No, I think I'm, I'm good oh, on no? that.
0: You got any real-life situations that happen to you?
1: Yeah, so, the what I mean, I know we have this real-life section of our show, and what I'm going to start doing is just whatever I'm journaling about, I'm going to just talk about. Okay. Because so, that's literally what it is. Uh, we're journaling about our life.
0: Journal Notes by life Tim. Movie.
1: Uh, so, this revolves around time management, and I've read this somewhere, but for some reason this just came out when I was writing, and... We all talk about like not having enough time to do things and time management. It's one of the biggest human struggles. And one thing I wrote is like, it's not how much time you have in your day, but it's what you actually do physically and the choices you make regarding the time that you actually do have. Uh, So stop stop talking about how, oh, I wish there were 24 hours in a day where I could be awake instead of, you should ask, what can I do in the 16 hours that I'm awake to get the most out of what I want out of life? Uh, so I've been implementing, like, I when I was journaling, I was like, how can I apply this to my own life? And I'm going to try something new now that the weather's nice. So I've been implementing time-saving strategies into my day that I journal about. So the first one is I'm going to make sure there's an hour out of my day where my phone's in an entirely different room for an hour. And I'm not even going to look at it because I've told myself I'm going to do this before, but I just find myself somehow gravitating to, toward my phone. I need my phone for my job, so I'm always on it when I work. So whenever I get home from the gym, I usually work out around four or five. I get home. When I get home, I'm going to shower. I'm going to eat a quick snack. I'm going to put my phone in my room. Well, first thing I do when I get home, I'm going to put my phone in my room. I'm going to eat a snack. I'm going to go out to my deck, and I'm just going to read. And I'm going to read. I'm going to prepare for show. I'm going to read old notes that I have. I'm going to watch educational videos. Something that's going to improve my learning in some way. I'm going to do that for an hour while my phone is in my room. I like that a lot. Yeah so that way because like i find like i make to-do lists and some an example of a to-do list item i have is to read my how to win friends and influence people notes today read 25 questions that i need to be asking in sales and sometimes i don't find my way to getting those things done like that happens all the time but i can go back and look instagram even tells you how much time you're spending on it (laughs) like i look at that and it just a little part of me dies inside yeah (laughs) i sacrificed doing something that's going to make me so smart in the long run to looking at Instagram and looking at other people's lives and what they've made of it. So yeah. that just put things into perspective for me. Um, and another way that I'm and I feel like that will save me time because I guess what I want to do done and it puts my phone in a different room. Another thing I'm doing is when I like my typical sales day, I have a, a stops that I go out and do a list of stops, like companies that I want to stop in and talk to the decision maker. I've listed out my company stops, but My driving route to get to all these places in one day isn't the best. So I've been doing this every day. I've been printing out a map of Indianapolis and Mm -hmm. marking down geographically, physically on a map where I'm stopping that day. And I I map the way I drive to hit all these stops. And I found it saves time on my day. It allows me to get on my computer quicker and do my admin stuff. Mm. So I've been trying that. I feel a lot more organized because I know where I'm going. Nice. Whereas before I knew where I was going, but I didn't know the right way to get there.
0: Let's go Atlas on them, Rand McNally insane, Atlas, bro. and let's just put pins on maps, brother.
1: It's so effective. But yeah, that that's what I tell sure. me.
0: You're using string to line, line <laughs> your your routes here. I wish. Or a that, highlighter. You a highlighter?
1: Yeah. Hey, that's I, I think that's a a good app idea if it's not already out there for salespeople. You should. There should be an app you can. Type in the businesses that you want to stop in, too, and it'll project a map of the, the most efficient route to getting to place, Shh, place to place. Don't play. tell anyone. Yeah. Hey, actually, I forgot that out. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. No, I might keep it in there, because no. I don't think anyone's going to act on it but me.
0: No, man. I don't care if you do. Just give us credit and royalties, yeah. and I'll be happy. But yeah, that time-saving strategies. That's I like that. Taking the extra effort to map it out to save extra effort later. Mm-hmm. So i'm doing just a little bit extra work just a little bit yep save a bunch of time so probably a few headaches too yeah and your admin stuff yeah and i just feel how... more productive yeah like yeah like and I'm... that alone like the the rest of your day will be more productive if mm-hmm. you're like man i've been on a roll today like yeah. i'm hot you're just gonna keep it going right keep it
1: going and there's a difference between completing my list and it's 3 30 p.m and completing my list and it's two o'clock that's the goal out of all this because yeah. I'm still completing the list, but yeah, I want to do it in a way that makes me feel like I'm more productive. It just yeah. makes me feel better overall.
0: So Love it. I'll keep you guys updated on that. I like that. Yeah, good, good form on that. Mm-hmm. Good for you. Uh, yeah, I had one uh, that uh, that kind of happened to me over the last couple of weeks. <clears throat> kind of rolled through that. Kind of happened to me over the last couple of weeks. There we go. And so I'm sure this is something that a lot of people can relate to and uh, takes one to know one. So guilty as charged. If you found yourself playing negative uh, scenarios in your head or playing these movies of a situation that hasn't even happened yet, or you think maybe happened, maybe so-and-so was talking behind your back, maybe so-and-so did X, Y, Z and like, Oh, when I see them, oh, this is going to happen. Then I'm going to say this. I'm going to respond with this. Oh, it's going to get heated. I'm going to light this motherfucker up. Like, ooh, oh let's get it. But then you're angry. You're pissed off. You're ready. You're in this fight or flight. You're already stressed out. And, you know, people live in that fight or flight, that sympathetic response in the nervous system all day. Aside from that, it's just like when you start to assume and, and you start to play these movies and these scenarios uh, with these people who, you know, maybe they're coworkers, maybe they're friends, they're family, but it hasn't even happened yet. You're wanting it to happen that way, and it's already negative. So, what's your next interaction with that person going to be like? <laughs> you have all these movies, all these negative movies built up in this reel in your mind, mm-hmm. and you're ready to unload all the rebuttals and responses, but they they haven't even given you resistance yet. Mm-hmm. So, like, you're going to cause yourself resentment towards that person when they haven't even done anything. Right. So bring bring things up and bring it up in question form. If you think someone is like, man, I, I, I think, like, I think they're going behind my back about something. I, I think, I really think they are. Y- you're going to play these movies. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe it's a, a friend of yours. Maybe it's, you know, whatever. Or something's like oh, I, I think they they gave him like that or they told them this about me um, or so-and-so is probably going to get that promotion and I see that he or she, they never work. They're always talking to people. They're definitely going to get a promotion. I've seen both the bosses behind closed doors a lot and they talk to her a lot. Uh, stuff like that. Just small everyday things, work, personal, family, you know, whatever it is, relationship, wife, fiance, boyfriend, girlfriend, uh. You're going to build a resentment before something Mm -hmm. that might not ever happen in your life even happens. Right. So let's think about that. Like you already resent a person who you, maybe it's a great friend that you love. You love that person, but you already resent them because of a fake movie that you played. Look, it's very easy to make these movies. Mm -hmm. I still catch myself doing it like, no, no, we're not going down that rabbit hole. It's, It's not fact. It's not real life. Uh, so just bring it up and do it in question form like delivery we've talked about the way you say things how you say and deliver like hey uh anything I should know about I'm just you know and be open like tell that person like hey this is just happening and the mind is kind of wandering I just want to make sure there's nothing like going on I should know about and more times than not you'll probably be like ah man that, that wasn't the goal like you know, thanks for saying something. No, this is just, this is it. This is, we had to talk about this and this or whatever it may be. And it's just like, that's it. Mm-hmm. Just talk to people. Yeah. Ask the question. You might think it's really hard to do at first and it's a lot easier to play the movie and resent and hate and get angry. Yeah, that's because that is easier to do. Mm-hmm. But if like, if it's someone you care about or someone that cares about you, just be like, hey, th- this kind of just, this is how I'm feeling. This is what I'm thinking. I doubt it's that. I just want to make sure that there's nothing going on I need to know about. Like, is everything cool, or do you, do you need help with anything? Mm-hmm. Like, just ask questions.
1: Yeah, and I want to highlight two things that you said that really stuck out to me. Okay, you talk about the way, not what you say, but how you say it. Yeah. Um, Earl Nightingale said, "You become what you think about." So, if okay. you, and you talked about that. You, you talked about what, how do you think that conversation is going to be like with someone when you've been thinking? negative thoughts about them and I think because you think about that stuff you become what you think about so how do you think your body language is going to be when you approach that person when you're when you're talking aggressive yeah cuz you're like it's gonna come out like you cannot even you have no idea what your body's doing sometimes when you're mad when you're when emotion is clouding logic Mm -hmm. and when I'm like negative emotion is clouding logic it affects the way you carry yourself it really does without us even knowing sometimes so if you approach someone thinking negative thoughts they're going to be able to see that on you before you even say anything to them. Mm-hmm. And like you just said, it's not what you say, it's how you say it. It's going to be talk about how you say it. So I think you should approach every conversation we talked about with Doc. Like you, you should love every person that you, that you that you meet. And you should not really resent them for something you think about before you even talk about them, but really, really just to s- going with the understanding that like you want to understand them instead of actually assuming things about them yeah and you can't understand them without asking them meaningful questions in a positive way so mm-hmm. I love thank you for bringing that up
0: yeah yeah and you mentioned doc doc McGowan's episode this Thursday coming at you hot hot that's that's a fiery episode he's a crazy like awesome thinker like it's like it's unbelievable the way this man thinks so yeah Check that out uh this Thursday. But yeah, it it's just, you know, there's a big difference between even as little as saying, Hey, uh Hey, hey, can we do this instead? Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, that's okay. And then later they might be like, Hey, what? What was your deal? Why like? nothing. I said it was okay, didn't I? Or just like, hey, can we do this instead? Like, Yeah, you know that that's okay. Yeah, let's do that. Big difference there. Mm-hmm. Very small, but very big difference in the way it's received and perceived. Perception is reality. Yep. So, I love that. Yeah, that—that was my real life. Uh, Anything else for you, Tim?
1: Uh, Real life? No. Are we entering the book talk tunnel? Let's let's
0: penetrate the book talk tunnel. Let's round it out. Let's just with the book talk penetrate real nice.
1: We each have one, so you want me to start? Yeah. All right. You have one, right?
0: Yeah, because I actually. Finished a book.
1: Yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll. You want you want to start out? You want me to?
0: Ah, You go first.
1: All right. Well, I'm reading a book called Age
0: Before Beauty. You know what they say.
1: Yeah. Sure. <laughs> uh, I'm reading a book called Harvard Business Reviews 10 yeah, Must sure. Reads. It's called the The Essentials. So it gives it, each chapter is an excerpt from a leader, a thinker's article. Like okay. Each chapter is like by a different person. Okay. And it's like different each chapter is like something different. So it's one chapter talks about time management. Some people talk about business strategy. Another one is what makes a leader. One of them talks about innovation. The one I want to talk, the chapter I want to talk about today is managing oneself, the way we manage ourselves, emotional intelligence, self-regulation. Peter Drucker wrote this, this section, and he talks about five questions to ask yourself for you to really know and manage yourself. And, I'm only going to talk about one of them that makes the most sense to me. And it's one of them is how do I work? So this ties in with what type of communication style do you operate the best in? Okay. And tying into how do I work, the question you must ask yourself, one of the questions you must ask yourself is am I a reader or am I a listener? So there are people that learn better when you say words to them. Like when you talk to them face to face, sure, they digest information the best when they hear it audio from an audio perspective. Okay. They hear it. Yeah. And there's people who and those are listeners. Those are listeners, people who through audio. And then there's the other type of person. It's pretty easy. There's two simple ones. The other one is a reader. So these people digest information the best when they can look at something, when they can read a sentence, when they can digest information over email. So a listener. Digest information the best over phone call, the reader the reader digests information over email, so this is an important thing to add. Like people who you work with, you really need to think about do they do they remember information I tell them because you can tell this. Like when you notice certain coworkers at work, they will remember stuff you said to them, and there's stuff that they may not remember. I've noticed Mm -hmm. that where I work. Yeah, I mean sometimes people don't get all the information. Yeah, and you can really tell like really take a look at do these people understand me best when i'm talking to them face to face or do they understand better when i'm showing them something or sending them information Mm -hmm. for them to read so i think it's an important like so how how do you
0: know if you're one versus the other because like ask the person for for oh yourself yeah for myself let's do an example here like i when i was going through school math Mm
1: -hmm.
0: i couldn't learn from a book no way. i had to see it done Show me what I'm doing, tell me why, and let me do it. Mm-hmm. Let me screw it up, and then tell me why I screwed up. Uh, certain things in my job, like if it's if it's something, if one of my doctors is showing me, hey, um, this is a better way to strip through that muscle. Try it this way. That's very hands-on. I'm very mm-hmm. hands-on. But then I'll listen to podcasts, and I learn a lot that way. Then I read a book mm-hmm. that's leisure and learning. So like, how do I know what I'm or, or do you have to kind of segment it that way? There's ways you can way. tell.
1: Yeah, there's ways you can when you, whenever, you, whenever you study anything, do you ever say it out loud to yourself?
0: Mm. Ever? Sometimes. It's
1: not a lot that you said sometimes.
0: not really a lot. It's not a You're lot. You're probably a reader. Like the last time I did was when... When's the last time I read something out loud to myself? Oh, when I was uh, running through... Uh, it was a refresher on the rotator cuff muscles, okay. sits muscles, and which one did what? What abducted, what adducted, mm-hmm. uh, what was for internal, external rotation, so things like that of where I would talk to myself out loud and raise my arm like, okay, supraspinatus, so it's going to abduct me here mm-hmm. to this degree of, of abduction, and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So that's why I was curious of, I listen to podcasts, I read books, and then mm-hmm. I might study a human anatomy.
1: Yeah, we all learn in different ways. Yeah, so like, that's why I
0: didn't know if, if, like, it, if you yeah. had to kind of segment what you learned and how you learned it, or,
1: because yeah, no. it tied
0: to communication style too, you right. were saying, so.
1: Right, because you, you, learn, you learn things in your own way when you study them and you go over them, and you also communicate with people and converse with people mm-hmm. and learn from other people mm-hmm. and other sources and ways. And we all do it in different ways. Like, yeah. you can learn visually by looking at something, you can learn audio by reading something and saying it to yourself. We can all do that, and if you do both, you're gonna grasp a concept better than if you just did one. But you gotta ask yourself, what do I normally gravitate to when I learn something? Like, what do I really rely on the most? What can I, which between reading something and looking at something or just listening to something, what could I do without between those two? Yeah, try to rely on one. For me, it's definitely visual. For you, based I, on what you said, I, I can tell you're leaning visual, just because you said you gotta. see I think things. it's visual
0: because if some yeah. if someone is explaining something new to me,
1: mm-hmm.
0: like. Do, Dr. Owens was explaining uh, how androgen receptors and testosterone how they work together and get mm-hmm. into you know. Um, he was like, "Let me draw you a picture." I'm like, "Oh, thank you. I need a picture. Like, I, you weren't gonna say that to me via words, mm-hmm. you know?" So I, I guess if someone's teaching me something, I need a visual. Yeah. Uh, my other doc showed me a particular PNF with the with the foot that I was doing on a patient, and uh, he had to do it on me. I did it on him. Got mm-hmm. it. I'm good.
1: Yeah.
0: Next subject. You know, it's just like, I pick those things up fast that way. So yeah. I, I would probably say visual, yeah. Yeah. Because all through school, I was visual. Right. So I didn't know, just because the podcast stuff, I learned a lot that way. That's why I kind of threw that in. So I wasn't sure. But yeah, 100% visual now. Now that we yeah Hash that.
1: And knowing yourself allows you to learn things better in a way and tell other people how you communicate. Mm-hmm. Like just to give us an, as, as an example, president dwight d eisenhower Mm -hmm. he was a reader he was definitely like document reader he learned best by reading things looking at things and there was a press conference he had where the president before him can't remember who it was they would always like he could go into a press conference and just answer any question that was thrown at him he could he could listen to it he could hear it Mm -hmm. they asked him a question he could give it but dwight d eisenhower he needed like he needed A list of questions teleprompter teleprompter. He needed a a preset of questions that he can read and look through before he goes out there. Interesting. It's just small examples like that. Like which we all use different types of learning, but like what allows me to be the most effective in my role.
0: That's wild.
1: Yeah, and I've never thought that goes with your bosses. Like with my boss at Wildman, I can tell he's more of a reader, so I make sure that. If I have a conversation with him on the phone if we talk about something important over the phone, I make sure to at least document that in some type of email that we're sending to each other later on yeah or with the customer if I copy him on something like
0: so he can see that it's it's written down yeah. for him to read and that's yeah.
1: a good practice for people in corporate like yeah, I know I know a lot documented. of emails I know a lot of emails go through but like it never hurts to copy someone on an email even though you've talked about it with them in person before yeah that allows them. To go back and read it and understand
0: it. Even a reminder. If it's yeah. just like, oh, am I copied on this? Yes, I know I have this. But <clears throat> now they know they have this. Mm-hmm. Or it may have been like, oh, yeah, he did talk to me about that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Nuts. I got to be on that. Yeah, It's a good reminder, if anything.
1: Right. Whenever I have a meeting with a customer, I say a lot of things verbally to them. I, Whenever I thank them, I send them a thank you email. I always list in summary what we talked about.
0: Ooh, nice little recap action yeah love that so love that because then that allows them to correct you if maybe you forgot one or something was slightly off Mm -hmm. because then it's like all right so kind of like say a wrap-up presentation so i just want to make sure i understand that these are your main issues and if you don't fix x y and z then this is a result of that Mm -hmm. and we can do abc yep nice very nice great success i like yes sir what you got all right so i finished one of my four books that i'm in finally uh and i'm gonna i'm gonna stop that habit so i'm gonna knock these out one at a time i bought a new book that i'm super oh i really want to start because a patient recommended it to me but i'm gonna hold out you got others to finish so i finished uh when god writes your love story so i'm just gonna give a few just kind of main bullets that i took overall from the book. Um, and like i said if you don't believe in god whatever the universe your higher being your power um one big thing is like live a pure life like we're, we're all going to make mistakes no one's perfect one man was but like it's not like when you mess up you're going to go straight to hell right? but that's not to say oh i'm going to do whatever i want and then be like oh sorry god my bad you know it doesn't <laughs> work that way yeah hey man i stole this lamborghini i really didn't mean to but like, I really needed it, so I'm sorry. I won't do it again. <laughs> then you steal a Rolls Royce next week.
1: Yeah, you know what I'm saying. But like, you got to repent. And yeah, effective
0: uh, way. Like pure with your intentions, a clean life with clean relationships, especially with those around you and with the opposite sex, or or same sex, whatever your 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 fancy is. Um, but like going into relationship relationships, especially, you know, clean, pure intention. Where you actually want to enjoy the company of that person, not physically what that person can give to you. It's like you enjoy the person. Anything that comes with that is is a blessing from that person and God. Um, the other one was like don't downplay sex. And I think a lot of people are probably guilty of this. Uh, where it's like it, it, it's more sacred than society or... Maybe your friend or the locker room, then it really builds up. I mean, guys have that guy talk, you know, you have that locker room talk. But in all actuality, like, no matter who you are, or what you believe in, like, that is, I, I think, a pretty, pretty sacred thing that you have with people. Like, that's, you know, most people wait till they're actually dating somebody to do that. You know, in your own view, that may be right or wrong or in between, mm-hmm. teach their own. And, uh, through,
1: and through it, you got to operate in pure respect. Yes. Like, going like in a pure, like, it's one thing to do it, but like, do it respectfully. Like, right, right. I mean, like you don't need an angry yeah, bang, you yeah. know? What I mean? <laughs> no, yeah. Especially in today's society, like, like make sure everything's okay with them. Obviously, mean, like, make sure you're on the same page. Well, and half the things. thing with that
0: is porn is how easy for anyone and everyone to look at. You know, I think that ruins a lot of things too. That ruins a certain expectation, or that may give someone a level of expectation, like, oh, they want me to do this. That person might not like that schmuck.
1: Yeah. Yeah, assumptions and applying, implying things.
0: As weird as it sounds, like it's your enemy. Look, I've had conversations with significant others before. It's like, hey, what do you like? What, what, what don't you like? You know, that's a valid conversation. Mm-hmm. That's healthy. Describe um, to
1: me your ideal situation.
0: Don't go guessing. Then they'll yeah. think you suck. Yeah. <laughs> and that's where but,
1: mistakes. That's that's where mistakes are made. Assumptions.
0: Um, yeah, and, and, and so. the one of the last big things I took, like at the very end of the book. Uh, was how it talked about treat your them, your them in quotes, with grace and innocence and understanding. But your them, maybe it's a, a relative of some kind, uh, a younger or older sibling, uh, a coworker. So your them is someone who may do something small, but you overreact. You blow it up. To whereas someone else did that same exact thing, you'd forgive with grace and understanding. So say... Some, say you got a younger brother, and he he like accidentally steps on your toe or knocks over a glass of water, you might freak out because he's your younger brother. You got to beat up on him, right? Like you you know, man, what are you doing? Like, watch where you're walking. Say a stranger accidentally, you're in a restaurant. A stranger maybe knocks a water or accidentally hits you in the the foot when they're walking by. Like, oh, I'm so sorry. Excuse me. Oh no, you're fine. Don't worry about it. So how do you treat your them? Yeah. You're them people. So like hang on to that and next time one of your them people does something to where you know you'd react way differently if it were a stranger or like a best friend now try that. Switch that around. Well don't switch it because don't treat the other person like shit but you know who are your them people where you get super frustrated and irritated and anything they ask you're just irritable. You're like no like just stop like Ugh! but someone else does that and it's like oh don't worry about it no it's okay this gives so me, why this gives me a funny thought why is it a big deal why is it a big deal <clears throat> what insecurity drives you to do that to them and why are you blowing it up it's all small stuff yeah don't sweat the small stuff baby
1: that's right I like what, what, that.
0: what's your what's your thought
1: I just thought about this one time I was on my way to a sales appointment and someone cut me off and I got and I got super mad at them yeah and I, I will admit, I could have given more space at first between me or them. Like sometimes, you know how you kind of like to rush—not immediately up to something—but but you like to creep up a little bit. Your body language with your car—you're like you're kinda, <laughs> you're, 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 you're kind of you're, you're, you're closer than what you should. I imagine what if that happened to me? I, I kind of treated someone in a in a disrespectful way on the road, and that car ended up going to the same place that I had the sales appointment with, and it was the person I'm meeting with. I was like, what if oh, that, what man. if that ever, what if that ever happened? That's the last thing I would ever want to happen. So that kind of motivates me to treat them like that, treat them like that, like the person you know, the person you're trying to win the business over. Because if that person pulled out in front of you was the decision maker, would you get mad at them like that? So how'd that go? It it didn't actually happen. Oh, I thought you said it did. I said what if, what if it act because
0: I play scenarios. I play scenarios. No, that's good
1: because that's happened before. Like it's pulled out in front of me and they're like kind of going the same way. I was like, oh, this better not be the person that I'm meeting. That's smart though. Yeah,
0: because you do never know. Yeah. Tree? And the, yeah. one, the one time you yeah. was the one time you like you flip them off, you're yelling out your car, dude. You never knew who they you're, are. You're riding <laughs> ass behind them. It's like the person you're trying, you've been trying to close for the last six months.
1: Yeah, well, yeah, it's, that should give and you then the They, of they get
0: out, they see you like, I'll pass, thanks. Back in the car, and that's it. <laughs> no six meeting. months of work, like that. Maybe it's canceled <laughs> because you couldn't take eight deep breaths or wait twelve seconds. To just calm your shit, yeah. And now you blew an account that would have put you in the six-figure sales mark,
1: yeah
0: or would have been your million-dollar worth worth of sales of products sold.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Millionth mat, one millionth mat that person had. <laughs> one millionth. It's mat. not a rug,
1: it's a mat. The one millionth mat. But okay, yeah, no, that's good. Thank you for bringing that that's up.
0: That's funny. I like that. Cool. That's really awesome. Anything else, brother? No, I'm good. Man, we cooked on this one. All right. That was a little long one, folks. Hope you enjoyed. Um, we always have fun. Hope you guys have fun along with us. Um, some good current events. Uh, we got into some uh, real-life situations, uh, some Jim's, uh, Tim's journaling notes, Jim's journaling notes. That's what I was going to go for. Uh, Lap stop ticker. <laughs> <laughs> then we finish on our... Uh, Forever and Always, our nerdy book talk. So, and I did finish a book. Uh, Tim, anything else you want to send them off?
1: Uh, thank you again for listening to the episode. And like, like I said, we've we've gotten down to a routine and our episodes are, are getting consistently at least an hour long. And there's a lot of interesting stuff from beginning to end. But if there's ever something that you just want to skip to, that's cool too. That's why we put the show notes in the bottom. So that's why we operate that way. So, in the future, if you see something cool, just skip to it. You don't have to listen the whole episode. I mean, that's why we list it out like that. So, and the last thing is just tell tell someone how much you love them for real. I mean, you never know what's going to happen, and always treat every interaction like you want to leave everything on a good note. So that's that's a good thing to do, and and really really take time to learn how people digest information the best, and how people communicate, and understand how you communicate. So,
0: boom, love you, Tim. Love you too. Thank <laughs> you.